With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Sats and Rat here. Now, Rat, we've had some great interviews over the last few weeks. Uh, recently, we, we caught up with Warriors coach Andrew Webster. What a great guy and what a great first season he's, he's having as a head coach. Mate, loves his hair gel, Andrew Webster. Uh, the more and, famous uh, he's getting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the chat with Harry Grant, now that was a classic. Through Christian Welsh straight under the bus. Uh, you got to get on and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. So if you missed any of the interviews, just catch up on SEN League channel on Spotify or your preferred platform. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. You're playing the air guitar over there. Me? No, I'm laughing. Who else is in the room? I'm laughing at your comment before we came on air. Shut up. Stop. He had a. He walks (laughs) in with a bowl of fruit. He goes, "Look at all the fruit I'm eating." I said, "What are you doing that to clean your system up, listener?" He goes, no, no, yeah, because we've been eating a lot of like muffins and cookies. Well, your miso. In between shows, I said, yeah, he goes, I'd rather eat this. And he pointed to the fruit. It's one of the greatest lies in modern history that you said you'd rather eat fruit than have a muffin or a cookie. Your lovely missus, Beck, has just been fattening me up further. And there's no need for it anymore. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I was becoming addicted to the sugar. Mm. So tonight I got myself some strawberries. Some passion. How good fresh passion fruit? No, it's not enough of a but. Apple, and I've got orange. Yep. And I'll eat that throughout the show, so I do apologise. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Sports Day. As I nearly choke on a bit of uh, passion fruit. Uh, welcome to it. Hello to our listeners through uh, the Super Radio Network, uh, SEN stations in Brisbane on SENQ, Sydney 1170, on the Goldie 1622. What like getting bit ready for a massive weekend on the Goldie, it's the GC500. You still call it the GC600. You used old to be school. the 600, didn't it? I still call it Indy. Mm. Remember when we had the Indy cars? Absolutely. Un- unbelievable. You know that what? Was. I used, out of the whole weekend, what I used to love was the big monster trucks that they go over the jumps and they bounce. Yeah. And but one of the wheels came off apparently, and hit one of the um, walkovers across the track. There were people walking across it at the time, so. From a danger point of view, mm. an OHS, they're no longer part of the circuit. Yeah, well, fair enough. Mm. Could seriously injure someone. Yeah. So I don't know why monster trucks are jumping. Well, they used to jump over, they used to put the ramps or the jumps on the track. It's awesome. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, if you're listening to us uh, through the SCN track stations in Queensland and New South Wales, hello to you. Uh, also via SCN Fanatic, that could be anywhere, and also through the SCN app. Uh, hello to our 
wonderful sponsors, Kia and World Gym. Yes, you got your hand up, young boy. Can I just also say, I wanted to say this last night, uh, I want to send a shout-out and hopes and prayers to everyone in the regional areas that are being suffered by the bushfires at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a fair bit of heartache out there when we're lost of property and, and also a couple of lives as well. West of Queensland, Western Queensland. There's a little bit of rain coming from the west yeah. at the moment, so let's hope uh, some areas that uh, need it badly uh, are getting that. A bit of weather around, I know, southeast Queensland tomorrow, which is going to be interesting for for quali- qualifying uh, for the supercars. That'll be interesting. Uh, we'll chat chat to uh, James Courtney. That would be horrendous. In about an hour's time. One of the street circuits yeah. is hard enough. Yeah. When it's raining, torture. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Particularly when you got to give way, like when you're trying to drive fast and you're giving way to your right at roundabouts. Do you think they should have to do that? Do you think they should throw a roundabout or maybe? And you chuck like, an old lady walking across the road with a trolley. Yeah, you do when they do those those driver, um, driver survive uh, tests. Oh yeah. And you got like a, yeah, like a, a some sort of figurine walks out in front of you and you've got to react to it. I think we should have one of the races during the, <laughs> the supercar circuit. Actually, speaking of Drive to Survive, have you seen the new show that they're doing, the new doco? No. It's Drive to Survive and Full Swing combined. So it's Formula One drivers mm, in golf, golf in golf buggies. Really? How good is that? That's like... With the with the golfers. That's like Johnny Knoxville. What's, what's his name? Um, oh, yeah. What, those guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's, it looks amazing. I saw a preview to it the other day, and I thought, this looks a bit wacky. I like this. Hey, if you want to be involved in the show, uh, you can. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Lots to get to tonight. Double eight double three. if you're in New Zealand. How are you feeling, New Zealand listeners? You've got a massive weekend. Mm. You've, got, um, you've got a one-dayer against the Aussies, which starts 3 o'clock Queensland time on Saturday. 6 o'clock. New Zealand time, yeah. And then you've got the test against the Kangaroos, which will be around about, I don't know, about half past nine your time. And then you go back to the one day against the Aussies. It's a massive weekend of sport for Aussies and Kiwis. Mm. Well, Saturday. So what's the World Cup final? Sunday morning. So it's about eight o'clock New Zealand time. Absolutely. Great timing. I know. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Get up. Bacon and egg roll, a couple of schooners. I sent some audio through to Daddy Vass at the start of the week. Hopefully we can play a little bit of that. It's a it's an amazing piece when it comes to the All Blacks. And we won't play all of it. It's too long, but just no. a little bit of it. Yeah. Rightio. Um, so get involved anyway, like 1300 Um Speaking of Daddy Vass, mm-hmm. uh, he's done a great job tonight. He's, he's teed up James Courtney from the pits of the GC500. As I say, we'll chat to him. Proud, proud Penrith boy. Yes, he is. Now, I'm going to limit the Penrith talk. Yep. So the rest of us won't understand the language. Mm. So we'll just limit that between you two. Are you, you saying two. Penrith people? Well, you have your own language. Yes, you have your own language. Big League Pig? What? Mm, exactly. See, there we go. Yep. So you backed up my argument exactly. But we've also got Kangaroos forward Pat Carrigan on good the kid. show. Really yeah. good kid he is. He's a very good rugby league player. Scored Amazing. his first try this year. Against the Roosters at the Gabba. Um and because Daddy is a massive Pat Carrigan fan, in fact, he has a poster of Pat Carrigan on his wall. He's actually tried to grow his hair. Like him. Like the man bun. Yeah. It's not working. It doesn't suit him. Well, he's done it back to front. All the hair's mm. on the front of his face. Yeah. And it's not on the back of his head. Mm. So um, we're going to allow, and this is very nice of us, Scott. It's very nice of us. Yeah. We're going to allow him to ask Pat Carrigan one question tonight. <laughs> no. Can I say, I'm going to ask Paddy Carrigan about... 
some of the crap questions that get asked to rugby league players in this day and age. And yeah. I reckon, yeah. How's your preparation going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What'd you make of that first half? Those sorts <laughs> of things. See if we get a response out of Paddy. Paddy. So we've got to warn Daddy Vass not to ask a ridiculous question. I want him. And embarrass the show. You, you know, you and I deep down want him to ask the worst question, don't we? No, we don't. Cause no, we do because it's, it's a fun. poor reflection on the show. Yeah, but we'll do all the good stuff. Mm, okay. And then say how bad everyone else is. So we get the good gear out. We get the good gear out, right? Everyone's having a laugh, mm. having some fun. And then, bang, we bring Daddy in. And I hope it brings it down to the sports day level. Yep. To whack pack level. Mm. <laughs> Let's hope that happens. Uh, great debate tonight. What are we debating? Was that a, Are we hook and teasing that or not? No. I, well, it has got a... A, an All Blacks theme about how how big they are as an organisation or as a team. Where do they rate globally? Are they the biggest sporting brand in the world? And I'm going to put some okay, yeah, I'm going to put some parameters around it. How do we how do we gauge that? Can we add that? Can we get feedback from our listeners on that? Absolutely. In the leader, okay. Where do the All Blacks sit? As a sporting organisation in the world. Are they the strongest sporting organisation? Now, I think stats officially tell you they are. But Are you talking compared to US and UK? Well, I mean, surely. Okay, this, this is what I'm going to put it down to. Dallas Cowboys and all that. That had to be one of the biggest, right? So what do we gauge it on? Is it because of World Cup wins or overall success? Okay, well, success, success. Brand uh, recognition. Global brand. Uh, Recognisable players globally. So if they're walking down the main street of most major cities in the world, it's easy. There's 12 Barretts playing. Well, well, maybe not so much the player, the jersey. Would people be able to recognise the brand. jersey yeah. in any major city around the world? Well, and when you say the words, the All Blacks. Yep. Oh, you, yeah, I know who that is. Do you know what that means? And it also comes down to demographics. Different, different age demographics um, would have a different opinion. Did we talk about this on Monday night? We talked about uh, NFL jerseys, right? Mm. I reckon the All Blacks have got one of the best jerseys. Um, and supporters gear you've seen. It's just cool. It's just black. Well, it's just... It's really it's really nice. It's like and the it's old, slimming. It's like the old Oakland LA Raiders who are now the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And when they were the... There's a really good, there's a really good book out called Badasses where they just had you know, half their team of criminals and and their black jerseys yeah. just struck intimidation and fear into their opposition. And they, they played like it as well. Now, the All Blacks don't. They play... Within the rules, they're fair, but they are, you know, they've always historically just been just granite hard and tough and willing to do whatever they wanted to do, whatever they can to you know, make sure they don't embarrass that jersey. You know what saddens me about this discussion right now? What? I wish we were having this about the Wallabies. Well, the Wallabies were once very much like that. Yeah, they were. And we'll get back there. We'll get back there. When's that going to happen? Well, it'll Will happen. we be alive? Yes. Can we do it soon? Because I'm sick of rat whinging. Oh. I told you he's back Monday with you, haven't I? And then what? Tell the listeners what's happening there. No, don't tell them because they get disappointed. Well, let's disappoint them early. And then we can only get better throughout the night. So Rat's back Monday night. Yep. He'll wrap up the World Cup with you. Yes. And then I'm off, he goes on a well-deserved three-week break. See, this is ridiculous. It's the sussing. What? Even Oprah's working more. I carry all this dead weight. Yeah, I've, got this, I've got dead weight of you. <laughs> yes. I've got Rat. Who doesn't weigh that much, but... <laughs> and then, no, it gets better. Mm-hmm. He'll then come back for two nights and then he goes on a well-deserved seven-week holiday. Why do you allow it? That's the question. Well, that's in his contract. He can do whatever he likes. Mm. All right, he's been busy this year. He's had a World Cup. 
Yeah. And he's been driving a truck. He's buggered, right? It was Jackass. Thank you very much, David, from Capella Bar. Yeah. With Johnny Knoxville. What a great show that was. And they had a little midget guy too, didn't they? Little... Wee Man. Who? Wee Man. Was that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wee Man. Hey, Things That Make You Go, mmm, is coming up. Things That Make You Go, mmm. Things That Make You Go, mmm. And Daddy Vass, is it Daddy Vass or you kicking it off with this one? If we win this World Cup again, back to back, it's December. I don't care what anybody... It's December. It's December for three months. October, December, 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 February. What, what's he saying? Is that a he? I, I don't know. I thought it was a she. Oh, okay. Well, that came as a surprise. Daddy, what, what was she or he saying? That's a Springboks fan, right? Okay, yeah. Clearly. So they're, they're the, the current world champs. Yes. Going so, into the rugby world Is that a male or female? It's a male Springbok fan. My apologies. You should have Springbok Brock fan. <laughs> He likes rugby and Peter Brock. Yeah. Um, no, they're saying it's party time. He's saying it's party time. It's In December. Dece- it's December, 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 which means party time, party time, party time. But it's October. He's just saying that's what it should be. Okay, we might be missing whatever that cultural connection is maybe. Yeah. Is it maybe a millennial thing? <laughs> Daddy, is it a DJ thing? No. It's it's a, are you thinking DJ party? Can you mix? That's when all the gigs are yeah. in December. Okay, where, where they go, it's party time, buddy. But can you mix that into a song for us? Yeah, we can do an overlay. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, is no. that what they call it? An overlay. Yeah. Mm. Are you nervous? Oh, yeah. Starting to get the shakes. I said, I said to him at... 20 past three, the Savo said, mate, you're right to ask Pat Carrigan a question. He goes, well, mate, you could have given me more notice. Three hours. How much notice do you need for one bloody question? Well, it's one question about a man bun. That's all That's you need. Well, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want Patty Carrigan to think I'm some kind of Do you use rubber bands or scrunchies? That's it. <laughs> and if scrunchies, is it leopard print or what other colour do you use? It's pretty easy, Daddy Vass. Yeah. We've got to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to think about it too much. It'll just roll off the tongue. Like, oh, I'll gosh. go to my my always my go-to question, what milk do you have in your coffee? Mm. And if it's yak's milk, I'm cutting it off straight away. I'm I'll, just warning you right now. I'll talk Who about yak milk anyway? Yeah, a lot of people have yak milk. Well, well the Storm players actually milk their own yaks. Yeah. They've got a stable <laughs> they of yaks. They do, with their little llamas. fingers. And they've got little fingers. Yep. That's what... Craig Bellamy only recruits players with small fingers yep. now so they can milk the yaks. Yeah. You understand? There's a yak farm next to Amy Stadium. Have mm. you seen it? No. There's yeah. a village of yaks. Yep. <laughs> now, listen, I'm asking the buffet question, and I will ask him how Cam Murray is. So other than you've got a lot of open space. Okay. All right? All right. Is there anything De- off? Don't embarrass us. Deep breathing. And don't ask him about the the gender reveal that the Broncos did when, oh, they, won the won world, when they won the wooden no, spoon. I won't ask that. Okay. He did celebrate hard. Heavy. Should yeah. I ask him where the bunnies finished in, in 2023? Yeah, you can ask a crap joke. Last laughs at the end of the show. By the way, I've also got a prize for you and three mates. To, settle down. For three mates tonight to go to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill. Listen for the cue to call. Sats to do an eagle impersonation tonight. Yeah. Really? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> the joke's on you. No, nah, I'm not doing that. No, you got Come it. On. No. What is it? How, how does an eagle sound? I wouldn't have a clue. Mate, you sh- next year when you do your contract, do rat hours. Do Get some audio of Daly Cherry Evans. There you go. What do you mean? Eagle. No. Okay. What? Do us your eagle impersonation. Quack, quack, quack. Like something like that. That wasn't me, listener. Okay. That was you. That wasn't me. That was That was idiot. very good. Idiot that's trying to fool everyone that he's eating... 
deep fried fruit. Cobra Estate, bring us the good oil, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Peter Volandis, God, he's good. He's so good. He explains why he's trying to get, you know, Australian sport like rugby league into the USA. Look, I think there's a great potential to get Australian sport into the American market. There's 340 million people in America. We could get hundreds of millions of dollars uh, coming into Australia from people watching our sports in America. We need to show them how good they are. And as I said, we only need to get 1% of the population of America and we'll be earning more revenue for sport in Australia than what we, well, for rugby league in particular, than we do now. The whole Vegas um, promotion is to show how good our game is. And as I said, there's 340 million people. We need Whoa. to be shown every week. So we're negotiating with Fox to, to see if we can be shown every week on Fox 1. And then ask them you know, if they want more games. They subscribe to Watch NRL. And as I said, if we can get 3 million subscribers... He just said the same thing three times. It's... Did it... I know a lot of people love PVL, so I'm not going to bag him, right? You, I, don't, I don't want to be the that, that guy. You have to give him credit. He's getting into the... But he hasn't achieved anything yet that... No, but he's getting into the, some of the, the biggest face-to-face meetings with the most powerful people in the world. Well, we remember that meeting he had last night with Albo and Biden. We got exclusive footage and audio of that. Oh, a wise guy, eh? <laughs> but listen, listen. He, he hasn't achieved anything yet. He's paying to play in the States. Mm. Anyone can do that. Anyone can rent that stadium and play there, right? No, he's saying it becoming a, a mainstream attraction to watch the game. But most importantly, the word he's not mentioning is probably betting on the game, which is where a lot of the revenue will come from. Can it fit in Australia, rugby league? I don't think so. I think In America, you mean? In America, I should say. Um, they've got their sports, their they're rusted on fans during winter and the summer months. Uh, I don't think there's probably any room. But like he says, we just need 1% of the population to embrace the sport, watch the sport, gamble on the sport. He's not going to say that, which means a lot more revenue for the game. Now, if that's the way the game can find different streams of revenue and it means that we can build the game, but most importantly, I want to see the, I want to see the money going to grassroots and, and officials in grassroots, and that's where you want to see the money going. Righto. Mm. So if it's going to attract that, go for your life. Okay. Well done, PVL. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100. It'll be a no-ball free hit as well. A second World Cup ton for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODIs. And on the same ground and the same pitch as Aidan Markram set the record not long ago, Maxwell has obliterated it by nine balls has now picked up the fastest World Cup 100 of all time. Just 40 deliveries for Glenn Maxwell. How good was that last night? Outstanding. For Dave Warner to get another century as well, and then for Glenn Maxwell, I've got to say, when he's on, he's one of the most entertaining cricket players in the world. Mm. And some of those shots, those, those not the reverse sweeps, but because the reverse sweep just annoys the hell out of me, but the, the full tosses, and he's using the momentum of the ball. Um, over square leg, just amazing to watch. So both he and Dave Warner outstanding. Now Australia's in a situation now where they've got a they've got a plethora of of stars with Travis Head coming back. Where does he fit into it? Mm. It's difficult. It's but, hard, isn't it? I, mm. 
they say don't change a winning side, right? Yeah, well, there's an argument that he can't change it. No. He can't change a side. And, and Andrew McDonald, he alluded to that when, when we spoke to him a couple of days ago. The performance that impressed me, I mean, that I, I disagree with you. Those reverse sixes mm. of pace bowling. I mean, not the world's greatest pace attack, but that's that's impressive. And yeah. he, he was crook as a dog yesterday, uh, Maxwell. How crook is a dog? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he was he was sick. And he just went, oh, I've just got to go out there and have a crack. And he did well. Geez, I was impressed with Zampa again. Forfa. Again, not against the world's best batting lineup. But... I think that's also got to be taken into account. Yes, the Netherlands beat South Africa. Well done. Um, take Forfa is outstanding. To That's what Forfa three times in a row now. So he's got 12 wickets in the last three games. Um, but I think also Andrew McDonald would sit down with his coaches and say, great innings. Uh, he looked fantastic. Didn't take a lot of risk. Century off forty balls, which is amazing. Amazing. What was our opposition? Yeah, yeah. That's that's all taken into account. All right, that's the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estates. Um, Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Before we go to the break, Shotgun Shine says, "Try wings of an eagle." Russell Morris. No, you're doing – do it again. I'm not doing it. No, I'm, I'm not doing it. Don't. No, Actually, you. Daddy Vass said there's an eagle sound effect in your folder now. Don't start listening to Daddy Vass now. You never have. Look in your folder. I'm, I'm busy at the moment. Okay. Um, before we go to the break, we've apparently got to talk to this bloke, Glenn. What, what would you hey, like? Hey, Glenn. How are you, mate? Oh, Justin. Hello, Saps. Yes, and apologies for last night, mate. My manager just got back from Canberra he said – you can't ring the show until the contracts are signed. But anyway, we won't worry about no, that. We didn't, okay. mi- we didn't miss you, so I didn't even know you didn't call. Oh, so anyway. What, uh, when, I was, when I was down at the Ken Hotel playing trivia last night, I said... No, 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 no. What? Because Rooster... Turn him back up. Because Rooster Muzz actually said... That, I bet you he's Mate. had... A, Rooster Muzz actually said yeah. on the text line, I bet he's had a trivia night last night. Oh, I was. I think you and Rooster Muzz hang out a little bit more than. Who's your manager, think. by the way? Oh, Who's your, who, who would Bruce manage you? Bad, anyway, I just want to say happy belated 100th birthday for Jamite yesterday. And in case might. you missed it today, Major Gorgeous Mac, brilliantly played by Catherine Bell. Yeah, no, that's as a stalker. Push it Listen, it was Vegemite's birthday on Tuesday. Mm. You'd know. I think. Oh, no, maybe it was Wednesday. No, it was Wednesday. Yeah. Why would I know? Well, did you ever like Marmite? Nah. Never I, I'm, Marmite, a, I'm, yeah. I'm loyal to Vegemite. Yeah. A hundred years ago, imagine someone going, here, try this. Oh, no. What do you reckon? This will take off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, before we go to the break, great text here from New Zealand from 905. Greatest sporting legacies, Aussie cricket, question mark, question mark, question mark. Brazil football. Mm. Question mark, question mark, question mark, all blacks. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So I don't know if 105 is in favour of those or not. It's a New Zealand text number. Because the sporting legacies, when you look at the all blacks, is a country. So Brazil is, Australia is as well. It'd be easy to pos- possibly say is Manchester United or Liverpool. Or, Absolutely. But they're not a country. Is it just more about the sporting identity? And how things change. Remember the 80s when mm. the West Indies came to Australia every year? Oh. It would have been the Windies. Yep. As the greatest sporting legacy. So want to hear what you think tonight. 0457 736 736. And double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. Break time. When we come back, he joins us from Kangaroo Camp. Paddy Carrigan on Sports Day.
the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Reynolds goes to Carrigan. Carrigan breaks his try-scoring duck. That's his first try in the NRL. There it is. He flew it, under the radar. It was all about Alex Twile, wasn't it, for yeah. so many weeks. Oh, it took forever. And then all of a sudden, bang. Yep. He was on the on the board. He got it uh, this year. It was this year. Yeah, it was too. Boosters, yeah. He's joining us now from uh, the Kangaroos camp. Just arrived at their hotel in Melbourne. Paddy Carrigan, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. No, mate, listen, Paddy, before – I've got to warn you. Uh, Daddy, Daddy Vass – uh, who's our producer, is a massive Broncos fan. Huge. And let's be honest, he makes Sats and I do more Broncos content than other teams. So there's a bit of a bias <laughs> there, right? It's unprofessional. I'm giving him... Rightly so. Yeah, yeah, right. You would think that, yeah. We're giving him <laughs> the opportunity to ask you one question at the end of this interview, all right? So he can enough you, stuff it up. Yeah. If he stuffs it up, well, then he won't get a chance ever again. Are you you're okay to go along with that, mate? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. Are you actually on that? What's the worst question you've ever been asked by a journo? We're talking about this off air today. I get you get some rotten ones. The worst one ever. Um, oh, I don't know. Sometimes you know it's like sometimes you get questions where you where you honestly like look back at each other after a journo asks it and they think, oh, I'm not sure why I asked that, but please try and answer it. So I don't know what the worst. Hey, one Patty, is, what about? I don't know. You get some weird ones. What about the half time when you're walking <laughs> off and you're just trying to get the air back in your lungs and you get the old. How'd you see that first half? <laughs> yeah, Origin. I got one in Origin too, actually, this year at Suncorp, and I was sucking up the grass. I was that tired. And <laughs> um, I got one, like, did that half go how it planned? Or was it fast out there or something? Oh. I could barely breeze, obviously, being in the middle. But um, I don't know. There are always ones like that. Now, Melbourne is famous for its coffee, uh, apparently. Oh, you ask this question all the time. This is a shit question. No, it's not. So the Storm players, have they tried <laughs> to form their own little sort of coffee mafia and, and entice the players that are all their favourite little haunts? Yeah, they will because they all wouldn't shout. Harry Grant's never shouted anything in his life. So mm. if there's a coffee invite, they'll be definitely getting us to go. But Cheeky Monkeys, they're tossing up that. I've never been, but they reckon it's a good little spot. I, like I think it might be in Richmond, but... Yeah, I like the name. I like the name. Now... And they'd wear scarves to go out and get a coffee too, And beanies in summer. Yeah, and gloves. Yeah. So... Um, all of the above. Yeah, Paddy, we asked this to all our, our new age rugby league players. Skim milk, full cream, oat, soy or yak milk <laughs> for Pat Carrigan. Nah, I'm a, I'm a full cream. I'm a full oh, cream, man. man. That's what milk that tastes like, real milk, mate. Yeah. There's only two have I, said. But I used to. Well, I used to do the oat, but then, um, yeah, there's some weird things about it. So I just full cream milk. I like it anyway. So just have that. We've only had two players say full cream. Yeah, it was you. And who was the who was the Truthful. Warriors player on the wing? It was um, came from rugby. No, it was uh, uh, Lesniak. No. no, Will. Will Warbrick was Will it? Will Warbrick it was. Yeah, he was yeah. The, he's, you and him are the only ones who drink full cream milk. It's a disgrace. Mm. Forget about playing there games go, yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, Valandis has got to fix this milk situation. It's a, it's a crisis. Yes. Now <laughs> you, now he's now your former Brisbane Broncos teammate, Tommy Flegler. What a season he had, mate! Now he makes his test debut, which is always great to see. He seems like a pretty laid-back sort of guy, not too much sort of. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a sort of an animated sort of guy. But what was he like when he was told that he's finally going to make his debut? Was he? 
Did he show some excitement or did he just take it all <laughs> no. in his stride? He's just a mute, mate. He's just stressed out. He never smiles, I swear to Just looks like he wants to take your head off 24-7. Nah, he's good. He's um, he had a big year, Flegs, and to see, um, obviously, pretty close and to see his uh, form this year and to get to pull on a green and gold jersey, mate, I think he'll be excited. But, yeah, not, he, he just laughs. He doesn't smile. He's just, a, I don't know, he's awkward. So he just sits there. But I reckon he'll be pretty excited. Was it always the plan... Uh, to rest Tino and, and Payne Haas this week. Now you've got the Kiwis again next week. Oh, you have to ask Mel, boys. I don't know. I was just, fingers crossed, this stack lineup. And those two boys are um, at the forefront of the forwards here. So I was just hoping I got another start. So I'll um, count my blessings and hopefully we can get a win and then mm. get to go again next week. Mm. Um, on tour, what, what do you love about it and what don't you like about it? Don't like about it, Liam Martin, and <laughs> like about it. Nah, he's good. But he's good. He's just a punish. He's just always annoying. Everyone and, says that. Um, sort of. Yeah, there's always got to be one. So it'd be Mario. But nah, it's good. It's just I don't know. We all I think probably on the back of the World Cup, everyone gets on real well. So you come in, it's just like you catch up with old mates again for a couple of weeks. And um, not sure if the boys' wives and <laughs> would say the same. But um, it's good to get away together and just be able to relax and, I don't know, hang out like kids again. Now, we keep hearing about how much of a grub he is when he's at Penrith. Has anyone in the in the camp caught ringworm off him yet? <laughs> no, nah, well, between um, Harry Grant and him, they kind of tried to bloody start their own new culture of ringworm. So the um, <laughs> staff here are doing a, a good job at trying to keep those two away from the rest of us. Oh, now, uh, do you get your own rooms like in Origin or you're sharing in camp? No, nah, I've got our own rooms. We've got our own rooms, so. I wouldn't good. like that. Do you, do you like it, do you? sleep. Yeah? No, I do when it comes to going to sleep. I don't, um, I'm always hanging out all in someone's room until late at night. But then, yeah, when I want to go to sleep, I like being able to go to sleep on my own. I've had Tino. Like, I've room with Tino before, and Tino's Jeez. like a bloody four-year-old child. He just wants to stay up and talk all night, so. I like being able to get to sleep, and that's my own rooms are good for that. Do you share the same conditioner, both you and Tino, with your hair? Oh, imagine that. Nah, his locks are way more luscious than mine. <laughs> he's um, he's got. I'm trying to pick up some tips, but no, nah, he's got it down pat. Who's smashing the buffet every morning? Who's smashing the buffet every morning? Lindsay Collins eats a lot of food. Oh, I can see that. He smashes yeah. some food. He's um. Just like eating and drinking water, I don't know. All he does is eat and drink water, so he'd be one. Um, but, yeah, those big boys, they can put away for some food. Tommy Fleggs goes all right. Yeah. Big pain, if he wants to eat food, could just eat on command. So <laughs> I'm, be one of them. I'm disappointed in Cam Murray. I bumped into him at the buffet a couple of times at Magic Round, and I didn't even know there was a salad section at a buffet. Yeah. I just thought there was bacon. That was that was it hmm. at a buffet. But he, he was very health conscious. He yeah. was... He was poached eggs and salad. Yeah. Is, is he still doing that? He's got to light, lighten up a bit. Look at him, mate. He's a, not a bad-looking fella. So, yeah. of course, out of all people, he'd be eating salad and looking after his diet. So, yeah, he, he's um, the ultimate professional old camp. Now, Paddy, it's been a massive season for all the players, especially Broncos and Panthers going through to the grand final. Now you're playing the Pacific Championships. <laughs> What's the plan after this? You, you, do you get away or are you just the sort of guy that just likes to stay homebound and, and just relax? 
Nah, I got I got a bit of a trouble bug last year, so I'm off to America um, when we finish. So get back to Brizzy from Auckland, uh, back to the coast, sorry, for a couple of days, and then yep. yeah, head over to the states. So I'll be over there for like a month, and then um, yeah, then then come back. Will you get to an mid, NFL game? December. Yeah, I'll go to I'll go to probably a couple to be honest. Yeah, I mean, nice. All that American sports, pretty much fun. So they seem to do it well. There was a bunch of Broncos that are. Uh... At an LA game this week, Kurt Capewell, Matty Ballon, and yeah, um, and Jesse Arthur. What a junk roomy, yeah. <laughs> so, so while you're oh, in no. Aubrey, Jesse, they're in LA. Tell me about it. Jesse's Jesse would be the only one there that actually follows NFL. Matty and Capes just getting a free ride. Capes <laughs> from Charleville. I don't think we ever seen <laughs> yeah. the American sports game as well. Yeah, true. Right, yeah. Uh, should we oh, do yeah. it? Yeah, do it. Let's Should we do it right? As I said to you at the start of the interview, I'm sorry about this, but Daddy, uh, his real name's Cohen, but he calls himself Daddy Vass. As a DJ, yeah. Yeah, Daddy. D- DJ Daddy. Daddy, Daddy. Uh, Daddy uh, meet, uh, meet Paddy Pat. Carrigan. G'day, Paddy. How are you? DJ meet, Daddy meet Paddy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing yeah, good, good Paddy, mate. Yeah. Good, mate. So I've got, got a bit question. of a question for yeah. you. Are you nervous? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, it is Patrick uh, Carrigan on the line. Don't Jeez. stuff it up. Don't be a jocksmith. No, nah, mate, you seem you seem pretty <laughs> humble. I wanted to know: is there one bit of advice that had stuck with you from like a junior coach or mentor that's helped you through first grade? What? That's a crap question. Ooh, <laughs> that's all right. Um, bit of advice. I probably junior coach or. Probably like, I remember my dad was my first coach. So he kind of always just, um, you know, drilled in me when I was younger. The kind of around like the harder you work, the luckier you get. And mm. if you're willing to do the extras, um, then, you know, you'll eventually get lucky. So I think my whole career has just been based off that. If you're willing to put in the work and work hard enough, then you will get lucky. And I think you need a bit of luck. But yeah, that's probably what I, I've probably followed my whole career. Got a bit lucky today. So mm. hopefully keep getting a little bit more lucky. Good stuff. As we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Get out, nice. Daddy. Get out. Uh, <laughs> Paddy, thank you for your time, mate. We appreciate it. Go and get yourself a full cream flat white. Do that now. Put the boys That's to shame. That's you. Uh, extra and shot. With an extra. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, and good luck. Uh, Saturday nights against the Kiwis at Amy Park in Melbourne. We're all rooting for the Aussies, mate. Good luck. And thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Cheers, guys. Thank you. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to a great chat with Paddy Garrigan. What a great bloke. <clears throat> really nice bloke. Highly articulate, actually. He's got, Absolutely. A univer- got a university degree. What, in massage or something, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, isn't he? No, a, physio- yeah, physiotherapy. Physiotherapy, yeah. You said that like massage and physiotherapy is the same thing. I don't like physiotherapists. No, nothing. I, I like Pat Carrigan, but I don't. They give you too much homework. When I go to the doctor mm. or go to a medical person, yep. it's your job to fix me. Don't give me homework. A massage therapist doesn't do that. Okay, well, I got that wrong. Yeah, but don't you go to a physio and they give you a bit of a massage? What do you think he's doing? Am I going to a dodgy physiotherapist? He's doing body rubs on people. Hey, working at Stilettos in Sydney. I've got a feeling I might be going to an unlicensed physiotherapist. Yeah, true. Right, hey, listen, your chance for you and three mates to go to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday, the 4th of November, is coming up soon. This is a big race day. 
That's, what is it, three days before the Melbourne Cup. Tickets at theraces.com.au. Your chance to win when you hear the eagle. I don't no. even know what it sounds like. No, no, like. no, no, no. We've got a really good text mm. here. Who from? Uh, where is it? Mm. It's about when you ask me to do the eagle, which I, I shan't be doing. Oh, it's the... No, no, but I, I actually have a sound effect of it. Richard eagle. from Melbourne. <clears throat> yes. So you say, okay, Sats, do your Eagles impersonation. Okay, do no, do your Eagle impersonation, Sats. Welcome to the Hotel California. Is that what we're going to do? There we go. Okay, that's what we'll do. Okay, yeah. thank you, Richard. The great debate. Now, I've got to find the great debate intro. Yep. It's here somewhere. How come you don't actually know your trade? Because these people who come in here have changed everything on me. And I don't know whether we have the great debate. Read out a couple of texts. I've got it here. Actually, stop it. Dividing families across the nation. It's time for the great Australian debate. Um, this is about the, the what, what is the most recognisable uh, brand, sporting brand in the world. And you reckon the All Blacks has got to be up there, right? Well, when you base it on pure statistics and numbers... Uh, they're the most successful sporting organisation in the world. I agree with you. Well, you don't have to agree because the numbers tell you that they are. Oh, what are your numbers? The statistically. Can you run through some of those stats no, for us, please? because stats are boring. Give me a crap stat. Have you got a crap stat? Yeah. Yes. Um, crap stat. No, if you're going to say backed up on statistics, give me some. I'm not going to give you any because they're boring. When it comes to world sport, they're the most successful organisation in world oh, sport. Rubbish. They're outside up there. The, they're up there. Outside the Dragons in the 50s and 60s <laughs> when they won 11 in a row. I'd say they would be in the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. but not globally. No, I mean, globally. In global sport, no. they're the most successful sporting organisation. Oh, now they're the most successful. Oh. They're the most successful, are they? Sporting organisation. In the world again of sport, it's got to be one that's is (laughs) all professional and amateur sport. Well, the amateurs won't count, right? Will it? So okay, so they are the strongest sporting, or are they the strongest sporting organisation in the world? There's a big difference between strongest and most successful. Absolutely, there is, and I think when you say strongest, it's and I think the easiest way to look at it is would be if. You had a group of people that were wearing some of the strongest organisations, not the most successful, but the strongest organisations in the world, and they're walking down the main streets of little towns in all these different various cities or suburbs in the world. Mm. Would you be able to recognise what that jersey or what that shirt is? So I'll throw some at you. Uh, If someone someone was walking with an All Blacks jersey on down the main street of Tokyo, would they know what it is? Yeah, because it's a rugby nation, yes. And before that, Jonah Lomu was huge. Yes. Huge in Asia. Yes. Uh, what about Liverpool? Yes. Man United, yeah. Yes. All those, yeah. Particularly in Asia as well, apart from the, the home. What's like the Europe? number one NFL team, I think, the most recognisable? Cowboys. Probably Dallas Cowboys. Would they be recognised in most countries? Yeah, that star would be, yep. Yeah? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, with everything that's going on and how successful they've been over the past few years. Purely on the back of Taylor Swift. I'd actually say the one sport, and I think, I reckon there. I reckon you're missing one, and you haven't considered this. Mm-hmm. And this is more recent. 
so in the last decade, would be Red Bull Racing Formula One. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know the. I, I wouldn't know the Every, difference. Everyone knows who Max Verstappen. I know what Red Bull is. Yeah, but, but I wouldn't know the difference between Red Bull and Red Bull Racing. Well, it's it's the car with Red Bull on it. No, but it's, I'm talk, not talking about the car. I'm talking about if someone was wearing a, a shirt, a jersey, whatever it may be, would they recognise the difference? Well, what about what about Ferrari? Well, Ferrari's just more the car, the brand. No, it's not. It's the racing cap and it's the shirt and stuff like that. If I see Ferrari, like I think the car. I think the sports car. I don't think, I don't think F1. You just argue just to back up your no. argument. Not what do you think? It's the great debate tonight, and with the debate does come differing sides, and I appreciate that. Sats so 689 says the Aussie women's cricket team are better than the All Blacks statistically. Well, there you go. See, there's a there's a crap stack. You know what I like is when people actually come to us with actual facts, not just pulling them out of backside. This is a good one, and this one you can't argue with. Yep, the Indian cricket team, Brett from Kingsgrove. Yeah. You can't argue with that. Can't would, argue with that at all. I would say that they're bigger, but I would I'd stand behind F one with Red Bull Racing. That would be one of the most recognisable teams in the world. If I saw Red Bull Racing, first thing I think of is can of drink. It gives you wings, or I, mate. Or I think of the uh, the esports and that sort of stuff. Esports. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, like game. Red Bull, whatever they do, all that. You're crazy. Acrobat. You are crazy. Break time. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment with your texts. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Got some breaking news coming through um, from Code Sports. It seems Australia's World Cup bloodletting is set to claim its highest profile victim with Eddie Jones set to follow a key ally out the door after another shock resignation. And we're trying to get some more of this information, but it seems by reports that Eddie's days at the Wallabies could be over. Could be, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that. Could yeah. be. It's uh, it's being reported. So Who's the other? Said, I don't know who it was. Who's, who's the other person? We don't know. I don't know. But we'll get, try and get to the bottom of it as soon as possible. Um, right now, though, it's time to do a ticket giveaway to the Golden Eagle. Uh, this is your cue to call. Welcome to the Hotel California. Call us now, one 1170 you and three mates off to the Golden Eagle. First caller through right now. That's at Rose Hill Gardens, Saturday the 4th of November. Tickets at races.com.au. DY Dragon says, what about the New York Yankees? Oh, yeah, that's a very recognisable yeah, brand. Mick yep. says the same thing. Also, what about from New Zealand? 703 says Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Another good one as well. Yeah. And... Better keep an eye on this breaking news. Yep. Rietty Jones, guys. Uh, any more text, sorry? Yeah, there is. Uh, oh, there's a couple of uh, things that make you go, mm, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Greatest individual sports legacy has to be David Foster from Slimy G. Remember him, the axe man? Yeah, I know, but yeah, not bad. He not was bad a national treasury, Rob. Hey, break time. When we come back, James Courtney joins us on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. 
World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. On to the front straight of Queensland Raceway. James Courtney is one of the first in the race. He set it all himself. Well done, guys. That was, uh, that was really good. Well a breakthrough victory for James Courtney, the first of his career. Yeah, there you go, the man himself. Uh, is that it? James Courtney's joining us on the on the line now. James, two things. Is that 2008 and, and that was Ipswich, was it? It was a few moons ago, yes. I think, no, I think it was uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it was 08. 08 or 07, maybe. But, right. uh, but yeah. Too many, too long ago, that one. But it's good. I've won again since then, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt you have. Of course, uh, right now you, you're uh, trackside at the GC500 on the Goldie. Kicks off, uh, well, tomorrow, Friday. Bit of uh, rain around this weekend and cooler temperatures. I, I bet you you welcome that. I don't mind it being cooler, but the rain is, uh, is something that we don't want it. You know, it's bad. It's crazy enough on a street circuit as it is. But then when you uh, throw a bit of water involved, it's uh, all those painted lines, the manhole covers, the uh, you know the zebra crossings, the the gutters, all that sort of stuff becomes pretty crazy in the wet and really slippery. So um, it's played. Like I said, we're already doing a couple of hundred kilometres an hour, trying to get through that back chicane in fourth gear. And um, you know, when you throw a bit of water in and you can't see, and there's 25 other buffoons trying to run into you it's uh gets fairly exciting yeah now we're talking to uh james courtney uh for world gym australia improving lives through fitness now scott sattler's with me james i'll tolerate a little bit of penrith talk but then we're going to get back to motor racing boys okay so what part of penrith were you born james i was um over at emu Plains. i was born in the pink but yeah lived in uh emu yeah, nice. O'Donoghue's Hotel, Woogie, which is an Irish pub at OMU Plains. Great pub. Know it very well. Yeah. Know it very well. <laughs> hey, I didn't never thought about that, James, about the, 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 the zebra crossings and, and obviously play a huge role in being slippery and that. But the, the Gold Coast track, is it a tight track compared to a lot of the others, that, that street circuit? Yeah, and it's lined with uh, concrete walls, so there's no margin for error. And then, like you said, or we just touched on with that, you know, with all those painted lines and, and typically with the buildings as well, when when it um, starts to dry, with the shadowing of the buildings and up against the walls, because the wind doesn't sort of get in there, it, um, it gets really patchy as well. So it's not only tricky when it's fully wet, but then as it's drying, it, it sort of tends to dry quite, uh, you know, differently and quite strange. So it's uh, it's somewhere where you can never relax. And these longer races, like we're doing two 250k races here on the weekend, it's it's, uh, the cars are, you know, they're physical to drive, but they're not that crazy. We're not massively muscular guys, but it's more of a mental drain. And when you throw that water in there, it just makes it even worse. But uh, they reckon the weather's getting better. Tomorrow's the worst day. And then Saturday, Sunday, they reckon it should be all right. So yeah, nice. hopefully it, uh, it only hangs around for tomorrow. Now, how would a night circuit go on the Gold Coast? I reckon it'd go amazing. Everything's mm. better at night, isn't it? So, yeah. um, Particularly so, on the yeah. Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the cars look good under lights, and um, and you know you have all those sparks from the cars, and all the braking with the glowing red discs, and all that sort of stuff, uh, really add to the theatrics of it all. Um, and also with it being Gold Coast, I reckon it would tie in really well with the partying and and um, yeah, with all the nightlife and whatnot. So it's um, yeah, it's something they looked at for a long time, and we were supposed to do it just before, um, and then COVID hit and it mm. sort of shut it all down, but. Uh, we were supposed to be running under lights by now. How good would it be, boys? You'd 
you make Cavill Avenue part of the circuit, Love you can it. drive straight into Shooters. Yeah. This is something we should take to – is Shooters still around uh, for starters? I think it is. Well, the Avenue is. Oh, the Avenue is. Yep. So straight into the Avenue, a couple of beers and jump back well, – or you can't jump in your car either. Anyway, let's scrap that idea. James, I heard <laughs> – I, I, Maybe you can do the race and then have a beer race afterwards. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, who would win post-race? Who would win the best drinking – GC. Oh, that's easy. It's Chaz Mostert. Oh, well, wow. Okay. I was about to ask yeah. you about that Chaz. That was answered pretty quickly, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this week he's got pink hair, apparently. He's going to fix it for the final round, I think, in Adelaide. Yeah, that, but... is, that explains why he's good at drinking. So he's, uh, <laughs> that's he doesn't right. know what he's doing half the time. I actually heard him talking to uh, Ian Healy and Pat Welsh this morning, and he actually said he loves racing at the Goldie because he can work all day and then go home and sleep in his own bed. Same for you, James. This is a, a home circuit for you. Uh, it must it must be great to go to work and then go back to to your own house, have a sleep, and hang out with your family. Yeah, it's um, you know, like yeah, all sportsmen, it, it makes it so much nicer when you can go home of a night and see you know the family, the kids, and have a home cooked meal and and sort of get away from uh, the racing and sort of reset your mind and and uh, makes it a lot more relaxing the weekend. So. Chaz and I, we live pretty close to each other. So, yeah, it's nice. You know, these events are, are fantastic to be able to go home um, and get that nice well rest, that nice, you know, good home sort of rest in your own bed that, um, you know, when I get away on races, I never really sleep that well when you're staying in hotels and all that sort of stuff. So it does make a big difference. I reckon they've got their own moonshine company going on if they live near each other. Now, <laughs> we're here for World Gym Australia. <laughs> You're onto it. Yeah, World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, when it comes to training, we, we've spoken at length with uh, with other drivers about the what you need to put your body through to be in those cars for long periods of time. When it comes to recovery, do the drivers do the whole ice bath recovery theory? Yeah, we've got um, ice baths here. Each team pretty much has them. So it's um, you know what, what's different about our sport is that we have to back up the next day. So we do 250Ks, about two hours. Um, the car's between 50 and 60 degrees. Uh, and then you have to do it all again the next day. So we don't have that week off that you yeah. know, the other sports have. So recovery is massive for us. So the trainer um, is here and he puts us in the ice baths and hydration and you know the meal plans. And they're just sort of feeding all that stuff into us and, and um, you know, getting us ready for the next day. So... Typically by Monday, you're completely wrecked, and Sunday night you're pretty tired. So it's um, it is does take a lot out of you, and it is the heat which which really mm. knocks you around in the car. So and you can see if you're slightly fatigued and not making the right decisions in between two concrete walls at a couple of hundred kilometres an hour, it uh, gets pretty messy. How how heavy are these? I don't want to get too technical, right? But how heavy are these cars? And do, like, do you rely on? you know, bench pressing a lot to, to keep the car on the road or are they just like a normal car weight-wise? No, it's like it's typical. It's lighter than a road car, but um, the, the steering is heavier than, your, than your, your average road car, but it's not in no way like it used to be, um, you know, in the 80s without power steering. We do have power steering, but the assist is turned down so you can – it's pretty much turned down to what you can tolerate because you want to have that feel and connection with the road whereas if you wind the power steering up and make it too light you lose all that feeling so the ability to feel the tire the grip and get the most out of it so it's it's quite um unique to each driver as to how mm. much the assist they like um so it's something that you tune and and um and sort of then once you've got it you keep it for the rest of your yet the year you don't really adjust it again so it's um it is assisted but it isn't 
if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I, I changing subjects here, I, I watched an hilarious video with you and some of your – Watched it today as well. It was good, Some of it? your Ford uh, teammates <laughs> the racing the old AU Falcons uh, in a secret location. I think the video only went up 24 hours ago uh, from Tickford. Mate, you guys are nuts. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We did. Uh, we're always trying to sort of keep it a bit lighthearted and have a bit of a joke around. I got some good teammates, and the uh, the team's open to sort of us showing our personalities a little bit more. And that was that was a really good little um, series that we did, where we bought those AU Falcons off marketplace. We had a thousand bucks each, and then we had five hundred dollars to spend on each and tart them up, and then we obviously raced them. And yeah, so much fun. It was funny being. Um, you know, Cam and myself against the other two guys, and they're younger. They're like 21 and 23 or something. So it was like beating up school kids. They had never driven paddock bashes or anything like that. The you know the youth of today doesn't they understand what it was like when we were all younger doing all that fun stuff. So it um, it was funny with those guys. We ended up rolling them over and so and, good. Um, I thought they saw that. They saw their life flash before their eyes. They thought it was all over, which was <laughs> well. One of the cars had the back missing, and when you say you, you know, you, you did the cars up a bit, I think you spray painted a number uh, on one of them and wrote, I think was it Castrol or something on one of the others with spray paint. Is that what you mean by tarting the cars up? Yeah, pretty much. We did <laughs> like we ripped all the interiors out of them and all this sort of stuff, and we sort of bought new air cleaners and little products for, you know, our sponsors like oil coolers and all that sort of stuff that our, our sponsors supplied. So I did the little plug for sponsors. And then, yeah, the other boys were sponsored by Castrol and the other the other two cars, Castrol and uh, Trady. So they um, decided to have the Castrol wagon on one side and they cut the back off to make it a ute on the other side for Trady. Uh, so that was hilarious. That's, that's, that's the one that rolled over. So, yeah. um, you know, we took all the structure out of it and then we rolled them over. So it was pretty funny. Good stuff. Out of Penrith, you think about it, Jess Fox, the canoeist, Mick Fanning, the surfer, Pat Cummins, the golfer, James Courtney, the driver, Nathan Cleary. Did you say Pat Cummins, the golfer? Oh, sorry, the cricketer. The cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, not mate. Bad, this is, is not a Penrith tour. Yeah, Rightio, nice. just relax. It's, it's uh, come cold on. out where we're, yeah. we're still hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mate, you win all the bloody premierships. Just calm down, you two. Now, listen. A couple of quick ones that for you. That's all. We just worked so hard to get out of there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, a couple of quick ones for you. Go. You're saying goodbye to the Tickford family after four years. What's next for you? Yeah, so I just did a deal for another two years um, for the 24 season and 25 with with. Um, Blanchard Racing, BRT. So they're, uh, they run a one-car team at the moment. They're expanding to two cars, you know, a bit of growth. Uh, Snowy River Caravans, my, my sponsor, has come across with us as nice. well. So we get exciting times with the um, you know with that and with Aaron, the, the other guy in the other car, Aaron Love, a young guy from WA. I think he's 21 years old. It's going to be his first season. And sort of doing the mentor thing with him and, and um, helping shortcut the learning process for him and... and um, you know, work with that team and really build it to be uh, hopefully a bigger, better operation than when I started. Oh, mate, good luck with that. Good luck this weekend on the circuit here at the Gold Coast with the GC500, your home track. And finally, mate, how's the bub? Yeah, he's awesome. He's really good. He's up and walking, um, and now he's just starting to run. So it's uh, my wife's really understanding now when I said, enjoy the the part now where he can't walk because now <laughs> he's flat out chasing him around but it's uh it's really good and um yeah we're loving it so i just can't wait for the panthers to go 
four in a row next year. Good stuff. Oh, shut up. Love it. Or I'm done. Good stuff. James Courtney. <laughs> well done, Jimmy Courtney. Good luck this weekend, mate. You always provide entertainment on the track, I can tell you that. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. James Courtney joining us from the pits at the GC 500. Thanks to our good mates at World Gym and proud partners of Sports Day. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. It'd be difficult, a difficult sport to prepare for. Crazy. Wouldn't it? Yeah, to get your body right for it. It's, it's not like rugby league or AFL or, yep. or football or cricket. It's completely unique. Yeah, you've got to be lean yep. and you've got to be strong. Well, you look at Shane Van Gisberg. Oh, he's a yeah. big man, yeah, like a tall man. Yeah, he's it's, about, what, eight foot, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, difficult sport. Very difficult. Absolutely. Before we go to the break, um, we better catch up. There's some breaking news coming out, Sats, around Eddie Jones uh, and his future at the Wallabies. The man breaking this sport, uh, this news is Code Sport journo Janie Parnamon. He's joining us right now on Sports Day. Jamie, thanks for your time, mate. No worries, guys. Um, so what? what is the latest? Is, is Eddie out the door? And who else is leaving? Well, this is it. I mean, we've got a number of people now heading out the door indicating that Eddie Jones' days are numbered as Wallaby's head coach. Um, of course, he's contracted through till the end of 2027, but speculation has been right. He'll be leaving Ever since uh, the start of the World Cup, when there were reports that he'd taken an interview with Japan, um, we now know that um, uh, his assistant coaches, um, additional staff, uh, the team manager um, are all going. They're all departed. Um, Some of them were only contracted through till the World Cup. um, Some of them through to the end of the year but they're all gone. And uh, the fact that they weren't re-signed following that disastrous campaign in France is one thing, uh, but also uh, when we read between the lines and the close relationship he had with the team manager and the circumstances around that, um, we understand that Eddie is on tenuous ground. Now, uh, he's in Wales at the moment. He's coaching the Barbarians uh, weekend after next, um, and then we will know more, but uh, my information is that this is kind of the beginning of the end, so to speak, to this sorry saga, which has dragged on for a long time. So whether he resigns or he is forced out, um, it remains to be seen. But I would be very surprised to see Eddie Jones still as Wallaby's coach by the end of the year. So, Jamie, the way that um, he addressed the, the media and the Australian public last week, uh, Eddie Jones I'm talking about, where... Basically, it was all about, I'm here for Australian rugby. This is what I'm signed on to do. Uh, was, you know, flirted around the, the edges of some of the questions. Was that tactical from, from Eddie? Do you think it was uh, a way to to the Australian public to look like that he's, he's all on board, but basically, if he's going to have to be going, he's going to have to be forced? Yeah, I mean, I was at that press conference myself. Um, his body language, his demeanour was quite different to what I'm used to and what the, um, the press pack uh, certainly the rugby journalists uh, are used to, you know, he likes to take command of a press conference. He likes to dictate the agenda. Um, he likes to answer questions in a way that um, will then determine the news cycle. Um, in that particular press conference, I found him very shaky, um, quite withdrawn. Um, um, you know, his answers were, uh, were not convincing. And we all walked away thinking, like, he said some things which say he's de- you know, de- determined to long term but none of us were convinced that that was the case 
he essentially was trying to corner Rugby Australia and say, "You, uh, I've got a contract here, mm. and you've got to sack me. Uh, you know, we've got interest from Japan, and you've got to sack me." Um, there are some clauses in his contract which would give him the ability to walk, um, so he could be invoking those. Uh, um, but he was also very quick to say that it's not my decision. You know, I'm here. I, I, I want to stay till 2027, but it's not completely my decision. And Rugby Australia has had to put up with this speculation and this drama for many, many weeks now. And it's a negative media cycle. Um, there's you know, little trust and faith around Eddie Jones and the team. That's hurting the brand. And they're aware of that, they're cognizant of that. Now, they've got a new CEO in Civil War who... Um, has never held the title of CEO before, so this is a real test for him and his leadership. Um, but, you know, he's on his way back from France to Australia. Um, my sources tell me that he is um, very resolute and decisive and he wants to move things forward. Now, whether that's with or without Eddie Jones, we can only gather that it is without Eddie Jones judging by what's gone on over the last 24 hours. Jamie, do you know whether the chairman, McLennan, uh, has spoken to rugby in Japan or I know Phil Wall's not keen to, but I, I sit here and I scratch my head on I can't believe that for a moment when he, when they're possibly interviewing uh, your head coach for a role over there. Do you know whether Rugby Australia at all, anyone, um, has reached out to, to, to Japanese rugby to ask that question? They haven't, no. And, um, and, and it's because they don't want to know the answer to it. Um, so... Uh, it's a really bizarre situation. I mean, that's the first thing you would do, I, w- I would imagine, as a CEO or a chairman. Um, you've got your, you know, your coach's, head coach's side, um, which he's saying he hasn't spoken to them. But then you've got the world's media. Um, mm. And I'm reporting on this. And I've got sources saying he is in line for the Japan job. We've got media organisations in all over Australia, in England, in Japan, saying he is in line. Um you know, these guys aren't dumb. They, they, they know how the game works. But to not make that call tells me that they already know the answer to that question. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to jeopardise the relationship with Japan, who we know are very conservative people. They like to do business behind closed doors. They don't like this mess out in the public. And they would be cognizant of not receiving that phone call from their Australian counterparts and then and then putting like an ugly tone on the start of what is supposed to be a very fruitful relationship over many, many years, not forgetting that Japan should be coming in to the rugby championship in 2026. I can't believe this, Sats. Like, wouldn't you rather be on the front foot than the back foot? It depends on whether you want to know the answer or not. Well, you've got to know the answer. Hey, Jamie, um, to, to play devil's advocate here, has, has Eddie Jones come into the role and realised that it's going to be even more difficult than what he anticipated going up against the old guard and things may not have changed and the, the future is looking quite bleak? Definitely. He uh, he definitely realised quite quickly that the job was uh, much more difficult than what he anticipated. Um, he's been pushing um, very strongly for centralisation. It's a model that uh, New Zealand rugby has used for years. So essentially what it means is that the All Blacks are front and centre of every decision you make. So if the Crusaders have got to rest a player because it benefits the All Blacks, they do that. If uh, the Wellington Hurricanes have got a player uh, 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 that maybe ordinarily plays 
outside centre, but the All Blacks want him to play inside centre, they'll accommodate, they'll move him, they'll switch it around, right? Now, we've got a system where the clubs are very independent and they run their own race. Now, what the clubs in Australia have agreed in unison is that the rugby program should be centralised. They agree that there are lots of benefits from having a top-down Wallaby system similar to the All Blacks, similar to Ireland, where the Wallabies coach kind of sets out an agenda and a program and the clubs follow within reason. But Rugby Australia's proposal also calls for all financial control of these clubs to be handed over to them. Now, right. you've got a team and a franchise like the Waratahs who are struggling financially and have been for years and are essentially going broke who have decided, yes, they will hand over their finances because otherwise they'll go broke. Mm. But then you've got franchises like Queensland who actually, they own Ballymore, they're starting to make a bit of money and they've watched what's unfolded with Rugby Australia and all of these decisions that actually have ended up backfiring and losing money. And then you go, why am I handing my money over to you when you've shown that you can't handle money? And here is the impasse because the QRU, the Brumbies, the Western Force are like happy to roll over and give you the plays and do that centralised program, but there's no way you're coming in and taking over our commercial aspect. Mm. And so we have this real divide in Australian rugby as to how the centralised model goes forward. Now, without an agreement on either side, we don't have centralisation. Yeah, that's right. All right, Jamie. Jamie Pandaram from Code Sports. We didn't even get to talk about boxing, Panda. He loves his boxing. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, oh, he loves his boxing. <laughs> mate, mate, um, uh, look, I do love my boxing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very excited about what's going on this weekend. I mean, Fury is going to just toy with Nganu. Anyone thinks any different, there's nothing about the sport. Uh, but, yes, there'll be plenty more of a decent boxing coming up that's uh, – Hopefully, I can jump on the show and talk to you. Love to, about. absolutely. You know, we're right in the corner of Opatire at the moment. What? About, how good was he a few weeks ago? Uh, mate, he is the most underrated fighter. That's what we in say. Australia and probably. Yeah, yep. He is. Uh, he's the real deal. Yep. And and he is a guy that I think can unify that division and be a champion for a long time mm. to come. And um, you know, he's he's only just getting started. And yep. the thing, the great thing about Opatire is that any time you throw him into a bigger challenge, he rises to the occasion. Um, Sats, as you know, when you throw a guy into a grand final, when you throw a guy into an origin, they either sink or they swim. The yeah. greats, they swim. And he is swimming very handsomely right now. Beautiful. Jamie, thanks for jumping on the phone at such short notice. Uh, Eddie Jones still at the Wallabies, but the question is, for how much longer as his lieutenants all leave the Wallabies around him? So, uh, mate, if you hear any more, keep us updated, would you? Cheers, guys. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, mate. Thank there you, you mate. Go. There you have it. Eddie Jones still at the Wallabies, and the speculation is for how much longer. Mm. It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, when all this plays out, and if he does end up moving on, whatever whatever happens, yep. there's there's more to this from Eddie's side. I've always believed that. I think. Okay. I think there's more to this in, in relation to how far he, what success he could possibly get in the future. You love the romance. That's what I like about you. Yeah. You see the good in people. Mm. I don't. Just You just love the pessimism, don't you? Hey? You love it. I like to work on the side of evil. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, when we come back, I don't know. What do we got? We got look, we've got a ton of text to go through. 
plus things that make you go, hmm. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Can I kick this off, Sats? Mm-hmm. Things that make me go, mm, mm-hmm. my missus just rang me while we're on air. Can't say missus. Okay, my wife, my yep. missus. Sorry, yep. my missus rang me. Like yours did last night while we are on air. Yeah. Like, we're earning the money here. Mm-hmm. But there's that. But she also rang me to say, uh, she, was met, she was going out for dinner tonight. She goes, I was meant to meet a friend at a restaurant. Wrong night? Yeah, it's next Thursday. Uh, Things that make you it's it's not hard, seriously. Well, particularly when you don't have many friends. Yeah. Like it's it's not as if she's got a full schedule. Mm. So she said, I, I still sat there and had a cocktail by myself. <laughs> of course she did. It sounds like it does sound like she was meeting a bloke. Doesn't it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I, well don't say I wouldn't put it past her. No, I wasn't gonna say that at all. What I were you gonna blame say? Her. Oh. That yeah. doesn't look good for me. C4 Seagull says, G'day, boys. Love your show. What's the news about Eddie Jones? Well, we just had Jamie Pandaram on to say yep. that his days look like they're definitely numbered. Yeah. And a lot of his uh, assistants are, are leaving as well. Uh, well you, can't, you aren't able to read or tell the time in your dreams. You're thinking back now, aren't you? About dreams why, would I, why would I want to read when I'm dreaming? Well, that's or, the thing. or tell the time. Your dreams are never revolved around reading the time, or but I've had reading dr- anything or telling the. T- telling I don't the time. know if that's true because I have dreams about running like radio, being missing the show, and there's just dead air. Yeah, now, but I know a lot of people think that would sound better, true. but I do. I do have that re- reoccurring nightmare. I have this dream that I've got these massive like from my waist down. I've just got it's got like I've got. Like big massive elephant legs. What? And I'm trying to run away from people, and the faster I run, I can't get away. Now I've got a book at home which says, "What do your dreams mean?" And apparently, it means something. I'm running away from something that I've got to confront. You know, uh, that's funny. Mm. With my legs. <laughs> so are you dream? Are you running away? Legs. Are you running away from me? You don't have to run, with, mate. With chafe. You don't. <laughs> you don't have to run. You know, I have a recurring dream as well, and I'm being serious yeah. here. That I was a child in in um, uh, Bethlehem. No, no, no. no, no when in Poland, when the Nazis came through, and I, I always was hiding under a bed. I could hear them marching. Really? I'm dead serious. That's concerning. That means something. Well, that, that's what people reckon. Yeah. And I could. The the frightening thing was the terrifying. I had had it more when I was a kid. I'd wake up in a sweat. I, and I still have it sometimes. But the terrifying thing is hearing them marching. From miles away. I just got goosebumps listening to that. Yeah, well, no, but I'm serious. That's a reoccurring wow. dream that I have. Lucky we're not on air and, and divulging oh, all yeah. our... <laughs> hey, well done to David from West Ride. He and three mates are off to the Golden Eagle. Well done, good. young man. Uh, the Golden Eagle at Rays Hill Gardens on Saturday the 4th of November. Tickets at theraces.com.au. Well done, Davids. Good stuff. You got any more? Mm-hmm. 13-year-old Divan, Divian Kimbora mm-hmm. made his debut for Sacramento Republic Football Club. So this is in the American Professional League. 13 years of age. Really? Is he really 13 to be able to play against 
fully grown men. And on, on the back Must of that... Must be good. Well, during the week, 14-year-old turned 15 this week. Yeah, this week, I think. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers teenager Talia Eunice. She made her debut. Youngest player in debut in A-League history. She beat Sam Kerr by 49 days. Sam Kerr was 15. Was Sam Kerr 15? Yeah, when she made a debut in the A-League, the women's A-League. Uh, sorry, did you say that these kids were from India? No. Oh, they're Australian? Talia Eunice is Australian. She played right. for the Western Sydney Wanderers. Now, the, the 13-year-old boy is from America. Oh, from yeah, America. Yeah, Sacramento. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? These kids nowadays. I was crapping myself at 19. Can you imagine these kids at 13? What? When you make your debut. Oh. Yeah. Another mm. thing we had in common. <laughs> Have you got a thing that makes you go, mm, Actually, uh, we have got another it, one here yes. from the listener. And it is, here we go, things that make you go, hmm, one in 10 European babies, this is from 970, one in 10 European babies is conceived in an Ikea bed. Wait, 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 wait. In the shop? Mm. No. So the, oh. <laughs> No, in a, in a purchased bed that you put oh, together. Oh, gotcha. That'd be sick. I thought it? you meant That'd like, crook. I'll go and get my Swedish meatballs mm. and just wander around the store watching everyone get it on. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, I've got one here for you as well. This is from uh Canara Cowboy. We spent a lot of time on our phones, but how many times when you dream, is there a phone involved? Never. I don't think there's ever. I don't think there's ever. Steve's got one for us from Dubbo. I've been dreaming for almost 40 years that Para will win the comp. <laughs> oh, you poor bugger. Mm. All right, break time. Uh, catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass on DAZN. Visit DAZN.com forward slash NFL. Break time. When we come back, we'll get some tips from the Leg Up Boys at Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Jace here for your, for your wet Thursday night. Is it Thursday night? We've got some strange listeners. Were you just realising that? St. Boyd, you need help. You need Dr. Phil oh, ASAP. I, and I need protection. <laughs> the leg up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. <laughs> What's gambling really costing you? Seriously, I love our audience because most of you should be in the whack pack. <laughs> the leg up zone, Blakey Johnston has his best play uh, for tomorrow. Take it away, Blakey. G'day, fellas. Cox Play weekend. It's an exciting time for everybody involved in the sport. Heading to the feature, I'm with one of the three-year-olds. I'm with Militarise. He sets up perfectly. He comes into the race with no weight on his back under weight for age conditions, and he draws perfectly. His win in the Golden Rose was that of a good horse. The race was basically all over when he got clear, but he savaged the line, and he got over the top of them to win. Then he went to the Caulfield Guineas. Nothing went right for him there. He got too far back in a race that was wasn't run to suit and the headwind didn't help either. He's a horse that's going to eat up 2,000 metres and if he's within striking distance, I reckon he can get over the top of them. Good luck if you follow, fellas. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. 
What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Some more tech stats here. Yes, that's the All Blacks are definitely one of the most recognised teams around the world, but the Crusaders are the all-time best team ever at 83% winning rate. Bully Titino. So that's based on stats. The Crusaders, one of the highest in the world, which I actually read that before as well. Um, also one here, guys, uh, from this is from Sully in Camerwheel, which is right up near sort of Mount Isa, that sort of area up there. Yeah, right. Hey, legend, sorry I haven't thanked you for my crap esky. Did receive it. Need some. <laughs> <laughs> so very grateful. Thank you very much. Well done, Sully. Mate, make sure you pick the two cans. Yeah, he, uh, wa- he wants us to, do, to get one that fits a whole carton in. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Mate, we can't even get a six-pack yep. uh, into one. Hey, can I just read out a text for you? Yep. Uh, Danger has been on the text, and he says, quote, unquote, not making this up, Danger is off to the V8s down to Gold Coast just for the weekend. Danger, why are you talking about yourself in third person? <laughs> it's like the mole. Yeah, on. Yeah, Molly says. Molly says. <laughs> Molly thinks. Uh, head is too good to leave out. Green can take a rest from Neil at Quakers Hill. Do you want to talk to um, Mark from Quakers Hill? He rang through before he's on the phone again. Now, do you want yeah, to talk to him? Yeah. Mark, hello. Welcome to Sports Day. G'day, Woogie. G'day, Seth. How are you? Good, Good mate. Going well, mate. What's on your mind? Good. Well, I'll just make uh, three quick points. I yep. reckon uh, things that make me go, hmm, mm-hmm. would be why Rugby Australia ever had the, shall we say, insanity to get Eddie Jones as coach again of the Australian Rugby Union. Number two, I... I'm, I like boxing myself, and I reckon if it ever came down to, say, a boxing match for charity between Woogie and uh, that bloke who's head of the whack pack, Glenn, Glenn yeah. I reckon if it, ever came down, if it ever came down to a boxing match between them two, Glenn would lead with his big mouth, and uh, Woogie had had no problem at uh, getting a TKO in round one. I'll tell you one thing. I would, and, I'd be uh, wearing a has, full hazmat suit <laughs> into the ring. I would not want an ounce of his sweat or spit. Anywhere near me. I'd agree with that. What's your third one? I'd agree with that. And number three, I'd like to get your guys' opinion on what you think uh, the chances are that it might be Australia and New Zealand final in the one-day international cricket uh, World Cup. Because I think with Australia's great victory over the Netherlands last night, I reckon we're with a better chance than we were earlier in the tournament now. And New Zealand is just that consistent. They've only had one loss, I think, that I reckon... The cards go uh, Australia and New Zealand's way. We might be looking at a final between them both and just like to know what you guys You don't have to be very good to beat India at yeah. home. But in saying that, and Woogie, I'm stealing this line from you, I'm still a bit concerned about the middle order mm. under pressure. Australia, where you, you hit the nail on the head then. Also, Mark, is that New Zealand have been consistent right across their entire 11. And the pace bowlers. Yeah. They haven't got the job done against a, a good batting uh, lineup yet. Yeah. So... Mm. But, mate, the challenge, I'll tell you what, talk to us next week because the challenge comes Saturday against the Kiwis. That's, that's a massive game. That is an absolute yep. massive game. So we'll know more after Saturday, I reckon. Thanks for your call, Mark. Have a good one, mate. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, See you, buddy. What are you laughing at? Oh, Simon from Balgownie. Simon's slowly starting to move into the, should we have a creepy team as well. So we've got the Goodwill Hunting. Well, I'm, I'm on the smart yeah. one. Well, we've got the Whack Pack. St. Boyd is the is the chairman of the Creep Club. Creep Club. So we're going to have Creep Club. We've got the we've got the um the blue the uh Jackie Houses as well. What's it's a singlet, isn't it? Well, they yeah, they're 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 the the working class. Like Rooster Muzz. Lundy, those sort of guys. The Rooster reptile. Muzz wouldn't be working class, yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, he's working class. Is he? The reptile. 
Another one. Oh dear, Where would Mark from Quakers go? I think he's goodwill hunting. That's normal. So good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah but no, I just sane. Mm. I think can we have a sane club as yeah. well? Uh, the funniest question by a journalist or commentator, this is when we were asking Pat Carrigan about right. bad questions you've been asked. It was when Paul Voughton asked Wayne Bennett, how will you handle Nathan Cleary? That's from Simo. But of course he said Nathan What's Cleary's play? not playing. <laughs> Good research, Fatty. Do you, re- do you reckon Fatty did that on purpose? <laughs> no, he just would have done no research. No research. No research yeah. at all. We love Fatty. Yeah, exactly. We're probably Judy. We should have a chat to him, so he's doing over yeah. summer. He's probably just playing golf every day. St. Boyd on 2HD. Maxwell's innings was exceptional, considering he was crook. Vegemite is outstanding, eaten with the correct butter to Vegemite ratio on hot, thick toast. Lane Beachley used to use it as soy sauce on her rice. Sats, the All Blacks surprised me. I would have thought it would have been a soccer team as the favourite, the most successful team in world sport. Mm. You covered everything there, St. Boyd. Now, the Eels brand is known worldwide and everyone knows Moses is the incumbent origin half. Yes. Hey, Wooshka says, (laughs) the biggest and most recognised sports brand worldwide is the Warragamba Wombats. Oh, the Wombats. God bless the Warragamba Wombats. Great area, the Warragamba region. It is. Wallachia, Silverdale. Yep. yep. Yeah. 905, uh, guys, speaking of the world's greatest sporting legacies, which of these is the biggest fall from grace? West Indies, two-time World Cup winners. I said that earlier. Yeah. Failing to qualify for the World Cup. Wallabies, two-time World Cup winners, failing to make it out of the pool. Mm. I'm going to say... Fall from grace, it's a good one. I'd say the Windies. Oh, without a doubt. And I don't think... I, I can't see them recovering. I really can't. I mean, have you ever? I watched a really good documentary once around why do they think that cricket in the West Indies has has not remained the powerhouse? They seem to think athletics. Yeah, athletics. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, the the proximity to the United States. Yep. And colleges luring their up and coming athletes. Yeah, mm. absolute big yeah. money, big yep. money. I mean, they're okay at T Twenty cricket. I mean, could you imagine how the tests are going to be against the West Indies? Next January when they come out here, oh. do they still do they still hold that appeal for you, Bud? No, for me they do. No, I know well, they long, do in the lead up. I know they're a long way from where we once where we once saw them. Where they were so destructive and frightening and intimidating, mm. but I still their legacy for me still lives on. I, I still look forward to watching the West Again, Indies. You're you're a romantic. I'm expecting I'm expecting one day that the Switch is going to flick it, it and they're going to go happen. back to the I old don't think we, I don't think we'll ever see them as a competitive test nation mm. or an ODI nation. I think it's all about the T20 cricket now. Hey, just on that, uh, the ODI World Cup. Yep. England uh, won the toss and chose to bat and after four overs and none for 27. Mm. Yep. One more text. One more text. Uh, Glenn um, is a great at trivia. Uh, without a doubt, the show's smartest listener. Steve, you need help. And uh, what have we got here? The ARU is a hot mess. It's going guts up. Good on Eddie for moving on before the Titanic hits the massive iceberg. They are steering straight at. Mick says, and I've got a 10, I think there's a, a fair bit of um, relevance in that as well. All right, we're going to wrap up some more of your text in just a moment. And Sats will deliver something that may la- make us laugh. Mm. Stand by. Mm. This is Sports mm. Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. 
Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Uh, welcome back to it. We're about to wrap up the show. There's a text here that I haven't read out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Kanara Cowboy. Yeah. And I think he sent us a text, and it's meant to go to his loved one. Crumb steak chicken for dinner. What did you want with it? Can do palmy style with chips or with pasta. Love you. I read that earlier on. I thought they were sending it, he was sending it to us to get our opinion. But to answer your question, chips. Every day of the week. <laughs> and I love you too, Canary. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. Uh, Wooshka says sport is mad and math sucks. Uh, Woogie and Worm, can we commence a class action lawsuit against the vasculator for what was without doubt the rankest question in question history? Yeah, if you missed the show, you had one. That was all right. It was one, good. Yeah, but it was like, okay, Sats, how many times have you been to schools, right? And, yeah. And kids have asked you, primary school kids, like mm-hmm. grade threes, have asked you, oh, Mr. Sattler? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, the, the question he gave was a primary school question. I thought it was a good question because there'd be a lot of parents out there that would be thinking, I'm going to go home and say exactly the same to my child. And then he started to say to us, oh, I should have, uh, he was so excited. He did a good job. But he, he's like walking around the studio going, oh, maybe I should have asked about the he time. He was sweating bad, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, oh, maybe I should have asked him the question about the time he was a fat kid. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have done that. No, hey, you remember say- when you were fat? Like, that's not the way to go. Mm. Hey, also, Michael says, yeah, 426 coming from Christchurch, uh, Dunedin host a women's rugby tournament. Um, that was back in June. It was announced this year. He's saying the women's 15 win- uh, tournament round two is in Dunedin. Forsyth Bath Stadium, which is one of the great stadiums in the world. It's an indoor stadium. It's beautiful in Dunedin. Um, just before we go, Simon from Balgowney, having mm-hmm. a race called the Cox Plate is not very gender inclusive. Oh, you- I wasn't going to read that, but anyway. Time to do this, I guess. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. Oh, is this? Stage is yours, Sats. My joke's too long. And it was a cracker as well. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's too long. Save it for Monday. I will. I will. Enjoy. Um, I'll see you at dinner tomorrow night. We're going to dinner at 5.30. Pensioner time. How good's that? And Frank's coming in the dog. Frank is not coming. Mm. If you mate, if you bring Frank, I'm bringing Aria, mm. the evil twin. All right. Thanks for all your kind words, your great text messages, kind words. Your phone calls. What Have a it? great weekend as well. What is this? An engagement party? You and the Rat back Monday night. Hooroo.